everybody. Welcome to another comic episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's Robin Hood with me tonight? Hey, I'm uh, Nick from You Hate to See It. A yeah. good podcast. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I guessed it on, uh, what, a couple weeks before of this recording? <laughs> yes. I think it's been like two weeks since we're recording this. Your episode of You Hate to See It is coming out like end of August. So, so it had been out... By the time people hear this, it's been out for a few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the future. I'm not releasing this till probably November. So Okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Just to warn you. Uh, that's fine. You, November. I'm excited you're uh, you're doing it in November. Uh, we, we got some changes coming out on the podcast, so we're excited. Uh, those changes will have taken effect by the time this comes out, so okay. please. It'll be come November, it December, probably. Okay. Yeah. Where it falls. Yeah. We will be making some fun, fun changes. Okay. And... I should introduce what we're talking about. We're going to be talking about Green Arrow, the Longbow Hunter, the comic that came out in 1987 that you probably never heard of. Because I know I never heard of. I definitely never heard of it. <laughs> and it's I, prestige I, yeah. format, which I don't know what that means exactly. So so when you when I first opened this and you, you told me to read it, you said 87. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I opened it and I'm like, God, this is so hard to read. One of my <laughs> like one of my few complaints about this issue is that the lettering from the 80s was awful. Yes. <laughs> it's so bad. It, it, especially uh, at first, because they used like a pink background. Yeah. And, well, one, we're not reading this, the actual book. So <laughs> that might have been an issue, too. I, so one of the word grandfather comes up later. And I spent about 90 seconds trying to figure out what it was trying to say. <laughs> it was so hard to it's, read. It's not you, because some of the words are like bold and the bold, like almost like falls on top of the other words and covers them up and it doesn't it's kind of weird like i had a, I read this on a phone so i had to really like zoom in sometimes to read the word yeah. it was not easy that's how i read it too like so that one instance it's like the the inker was given a certain amount of space to work with and he somehow had to fit a couple more letters than he was comfortable fitting in yeah <laughs> into that box so it was just like it wasn't good I actually had never, I never read this before. I only knew this existed because I was, because I, as many podcasters do, I'm always looking to see what are top 10, what do people recommend, what should I be reading? I'm like, what can I talk about in the future? And this kept coming up on different lists. Not Watch Mojo, but other lists. And I'm like, okay, I like Green Arrow, but he's not my favorite character. I'll, I'll check this out. And just the first page, like the first couple pages where it shows some lady walking around in an alley in Seattle and you see like a half naked woman. And then all of a sudden, the next the next page, you see her getting getting her ne- her neck just slit, and she's just bleeding. I'm like, oh, so that's what kind of comic we're reading today. I so I really like this. Um, <laughs> when when you were on our podcast, I was talking to you about um, DC Black Label. Oh yeah, this is so. I've only read a couple things of DC Black Label. I've read uh, a couple issues of Constantine Hellblazer. DC Black Label is a lot like this. It's dark, it's gritty, there's swearing, nothing censored. That's right. And uh, one of the things I was reading about this was like, this was inspired by, well, this came out after Dark Knight Returns, I think. Oh, that's Which is yeah. also like super gritty from the 80s, which is like a lot of just gore and doesn't hold anything back. That makes sense. I didn't even think about Dark Knight Returns because I'm not a big fan of that story, but that was 1986. So, yeah, that makes sense. I, I haven't read it. I, I want to read it after reading this. You should read it. I, I really like the art style about this, too. Just just, oh, just as the overarchingness of this comic, I really like the art style. It's besides the text, it's 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 really good art. and It's brutal art, too. Like it is. Yeah. Just, this book is it, throwing things in your face constantly. 
So one of the things I don't like about like seventies to eighties comics is that oftentimes like skin is blue and like the shadows are blue. I don't yeah. like that. This doesn't do that, which I really like. No, and it's not. You can tell, like, because I guess prestige format would. I think it's a bigger book, so like magazine style. I think I could be wrong on that. This was forty pages, I believe. Yeah, so maybe that's the prestige like 40 part. Pages. Which is fat for a comic book. Oh yeah. I, I was surprised because even in the in the first couple pages of the first issue, you have uh, Green Arrow, you know, not in the Green Arrow outfit, talking with uh, Dinah. Is it Dinah Lance? Is the first Black Canary? Or am I confused? Yeah, my... she's she's the original Black Canary, and she is like Oliver Queen's girlfriend, main main love interest. Um, so uh, disclaimer: my pre- the premium knowledge I have of Oliver Queen of Oliver Queen in Green Arrow. God, I can't talk. Oliver Queen in Green Arrow is uh, from Arrow, the Same. CW show. That's the primary knowledge I have of it, which I'm sure is nearly a comic book accurate. This is the um, first Green Arrow book I've ever read, so don't feel bad. <laughs> I tried reading Rebirth, the Rebirth Green Arrow, and I, I, it they didn't go on with it very long. Um, <laughs> oh, it got canceled? Yeah, it got canceled <laughs> relatively early, I think. He's I'm going gonna, gonna to effort that. He's not a good character, usually. I think he's a good character. So they got way too political with that run of Green Arrow for my liking. So I just, I couldn't read it. Uh, let's see. when How many issues of this did they have? They, again, they did not have a lot. I can't type. Huh. The volume finished in March 2019 with issue 50 serving as an exercise final issue. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So it's, eh. I mean, because double shipping. That makes sense. But one thing that was, that was interesting about this book is even if you haven't read any Green Arrow and your only history is the show, like me and you, it still gives you enough to get you right into the book without being aware of what's happening. Like, it's it's yeah. in the first couple pages where when they're talking and a freaking woman is thrown through a window into their apartment or their castle apartment house thing. Yeah, that and- this house doesn't make sense in Seattle. <laughs> I've never been to Seattle, but I don't think this has anything to do with Seattle. No, it, it's just... A comic book. So they draw like, and she's putting newspapers up in the windows for some reason. That also doesn't make sense. Maybe that was an '80s thing. I can't remember. I mean, I put comic books on my wall once, but I, that wasn't <laughs> in the '80s. Uh, that was that was I was long before my time. This is the '80s. <laughs> and I like how she has she has a, a crack pipe that they find on her. Yeah. And I'm just like I watched a lot of drug documentaries because I I I love drug documentaries. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. So, <laughs> like my. So this, I really like this because um, during the 70s and 80s, like, there was this huge crime wave in America. And, like, New York was, it was basically Baghdad. And it was just awful. Like, you didn't want, if it was past, like, 7 o'clock in New York, you weren't outside. Because it was just brutal. And this is kind of a lot like that. Because that's where you get movies like, um... Warriors? Death Wish. Oh, yep. That's where you get the uh, movies like Death Wish, and it's all pulled from that. You get Dirty Harry because that was crime in the 80s and 70s. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like this book does a good job of, of, of doing that. And again, these are just two. Like One thing interesting about Green Arrow and Black Canary is at least in this in this version of them, neither one's really a superhero. I mean, sure, Green Arrow can shoot arrows and Dinah Lance can. They're just have. vigilantes. Like, they don't show Dinah's uh, scream. I don't know. I don't know what's oh, yeah. meta. I don't know if she was always a meta or how that um, came into play or if it was like a trinket or something. Oh, God. I unfortunately don't know because, again, yeah. my only history is the show. 
what I can't remember, but I like this. Like I was also confused because she's not blonde. The woman that you see has black hair, and, and it's yes, the, that confused me too. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering who the hell is this? And, and, I, and the way that they get you caught up. Hey, luckily they don't do it over five seasons, giving you flashbacks. Up, you know, every issue. Um, what they do is they give you about like four double pages where they talk about him being on the island, him learning to yeah. fight and all that, and or maybe five pages. But I'm okay with that. Like I, I don't need to have flashbacks every episode. I'm so okay with it. one one thing I did like about this. Um, was so, so I, I love the interconnectivity of DC comics. That's why I love DC comics, but they don't mention Batman. They don't mention justice league. They mentioned Roy Harper and that's it. (laughs) They mentioned Roy Harper doing drugs in that famous issue cover. Yeah. And and that's it. So I, it's, it's, it's a standalone that you can't just jump in. If you just feel like some dark and gray. Yeah, you don't you don't need to know Green Arrow. You don't need to know anything. They give you everything you need in this book. They talk about how he was being Green Arrow. They talked about how he got off the island. They show him doing some trick arrows, and then it talks about like some a couple key things, like you mentioned with Speedy. And then it jumps to Dinah Lance in her sexy costume. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do love the panel where it just shows him on the ground where he like fake shoots himself. And he has one eye open, and just and you just see her ass and and the fishnet leggings. Yeah, <laughs> I like that panel. That's great. Um, one of the things I enjoyed was um, like he's older in this. Like he's not in his twenties or something. He's like forty three. Yeah, that that's cool though, because you don't always see you know these superheroes when they're older. Like I mean, Dark Knight Returns would have been one of the first cases where you have I mean Batman's older than that than this, but it definitely it's definitely cool to see. And one thing that we hadn't mentioned that is like an overarching throughout all three of these books, they talk about they talk about in the in the first page is the Seattle not Strangler but Seattle Stabber or Seattle Slasher Seattle Slasher yeah oh, that's yeah that's not a lot better but my my brain is coming up <laughs> and it's in the first in the first book they keep showing this half naked woman a couple times or mostly naked and then they also show a woman gut somebody in the park like a, a undercover cop and in. It's very interesting how it keeps jumping back and forth. Like you have Green Arrow in bed and you have these people getting murdered by the Seattle Slasher. And neither story feels really connected because they're not involved yet with what's happening. Yeah, that undercover... Was she killed by the Slasher? Oh, yeah. There's a there's a panel where they run out and she's got blood dripping on her hand. Oh, yeah, she's dead. Okay. I, just did, I didn't know if... I couldn't remember if that was the Slasher. Oh, you're right. Was... I thought there were... There, there are a couple cat. points of this comic that I'm a little confused at. Well, they don't the, matter because they're they're happening, but I they don't even completely wrap. Yeah, yeah, because the Seattle Slasher just gets killed later by a random arrow that's not even shot by Green Arrow. Was that the Slasher? That was a Slasher. That was yeah. a Slasher. Yeah, this okay. was a copycat, I think. Then maybe. Okay. It's confu- I read it a couple days ago, but it's kind of confusing. That it. A couple parts of this are like, are just why is this in here? Well, even then, you have a part where you see Green Arrow shooting arrows at a target, and you see a guy at a at a cemetery, and all of a sudden, the next panel is him getting murdered by an arrow, and that's it. You don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> and then you yeah. see, again, somebody else with a knife arrest- or trying to kidnap some women or some old people, and again, they could be the Seattle Slasher. It doesn't really, like, it's not super defined at first. Yeah. I, 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 I want to say the Seattle Slasher was killed by the woman with the black arrows, which we're going to talk about shortly or soon. But maybe there was a copycat. I can't. It's it's like the funny thing is it's not even important. Like it it feels important in the first issue, but by the time the story progresses, it's not it's not really about that. It's about what Green Arrow is doing. So when I was reading it, granted I was reading it a couple hours ago. Um, That's what I should have did. The like the first half of the first issue was a little confusing, and I wasn't the biggest fan. 
about halfway through it really picks up and then for the rest of it is just a solid ride through it the the vast majority of the comic is phenomenal the very like i'd say 20 page first 20 pages are just eh which is why <laughs> I, I i so i tried reading it yesterday it couldn't hold my attention and then i started reading it today and i got through that the very beginning it was a little dry which I have problems with that sometimes, like, if I'm just reading a comic on my phone and the beginning is a little dry, it'll take me, like, another two weeks to get back to it and start reading it again. <laughs> like, I'll, if, if Batman's dry, I'll stop reading it and I'll jump to Young Justice or I'll jump to Nightwing or something. And then until that gets dry, and then I switch back to Batman and I finally push through. I, I get it finally, fortunately, this was only a couple pages of this where it was dry, and then I got through, and then it really picks up, like, where he starts interrogating, like, the part where he starts interrogating the punks in the um, alleyway. Oh, where he shoots him in the hand and the yeah, ear? Yeah, that, that caught me off guard, because I was looking at my <laughs> phone, and that just shows up, and I'm like, oh, wow, they're just showing it all. Oh, yeah, and one thing we have to mention that's very important is right before this, after Dinah puts on the Black Canary outfit and they have sex... There's a comment about how well, you had said before he mentioned his age and he says he wants kids. And, and her response is, I love I love you, Oliver. I'd love to make babies with you, but I won't make orphan. And that plays such a big part in what happens because he wants something. And she's like, we're vigilantes. We're crazy. We ain't bringing kids into this world. Like, and again, they have no superpowers. They're not. They can just get you can kill them pretty easy. If we find out, you know, close to yeah. it in this book. And, and like this is one one of the things about 80s comics is like. The technology like that, that not even that we have right now, but like the technology that like the Arrow show will have will like just conceive. They didn't have any idea for that right now. Like Arrow is just wearing leather clothes. He doesn't have yeah. Kevlar or anything. He doesn't have any special gimmicks. He just has clothes. He might have he might have, have an mask. arrow with like he might have an arrow with like a net in it or something. Or yeah, like a firecracker. That's I think all you get in this comic is you get a in the early preview you have him doing like the net thing like you said. Otherwise, everything else in this book is just regular old arrows. Yeah, he's just a guy. He has no technology, nothing. I think that and that I think that that makes it interesting. And you also and like you have a couple panels that didn't make sense at first. Where you have like these corporate guys in some big building look like mafia that keep talking about this job they're doing and this stuff needs to be moved and. It doesn't really have anything. It doesn't make any sense at first because the book is jumping around. Arrow's doing this and he's he's in looking for he's because he's trying to find the Seattle slasher. And I think he finds a homeless guy or something and then gets his his ass beat real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did That's find fair. the slasher. I think he did find the slasher and he got his ass beat and they like the building on fire and, and the guy's going to leave him there for dead. Uh, it, it's, oh, yeah, that is. Oh, yeah. And that and then that's when he gets killed. That was that was weird. interesting. I. Was was he Vietnam? Was he? I think he's Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like Tunnel Vietnam. Rat. Yeah, Tunnel Rats were Vietnam. So. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So that's and then did so here's here's where like a little bit of the confusion from the first issue comes in. Was the slasher working with the corporate guys? I don't know. I don't remember if it caught if that caught to me or not. Maybe because yeah, they make a comment saying Wolzak. No, Wolzak with the other guy. Yeah, I don't know. I want to say yes. Or maybe it was just something that was happening. I I don't know. Now that I think about it, because I, I got into the story, but I wasn't. I just kept going. Like I wasn't even like the, the slasher part just kind of goes away, and more important things happen. Yeah, I I think the slasher is a really good hook 
Oh yeah, he does and die. The, he's a really good hook, and then they just cut it very quickly. Like once you're in and you're reading, they just cut the slasher. Yeah, and the slasher he, has that, nothing to do with it. That was a slasher, so there were two slashers, I guess, because you had the female that killed the woman earlier. But this guy gets killed by a archer with a with a super awesome dragon tattoo on her arm, which is from the Arrow show, not the tattoo, but the character is sort of. Yeah, Shadow. Um, <laughs> she was someone who was trapped. She, she was on the island in season two when he's like, I lied, I wasn't by myself. And she's around with them with Deathstroke. And then she dies in quotations, but then she shows up later or something. I yeah. can't remember everything. God, okay. I, oh, God, Arrow. I'm, I'm currently binging the entire Arrowverse right now. Good luck. I, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Not not to dive too much into that. I have yet to hit the points where people are like, this is awful. Supergirl it's, pisses me off at times, but it's not awful. I wouldn't say any of it's awful. It just I haven't I haven't continued on it. I haven't even finished Flat the last season of Flash, which is not like me. But that's partly because of Infinite Crisis. <laughs> I can't I'm, I'm trying to get to do that. Because I don't have that I don't have access to Batwoman on Netflix, so I haven't okay. been able to finish it. So, like in the in in this comic, when you first see this this random person with a dragon tattoo, I mean, some people might know that the dragon tattoo, I guess, is, is a yakuza tattoo. I mean, I'm not aware of that, but it is. She's the one that kills the slasher before he kills another woman, and then Oliver sees her, and and because again, Oliver makes a comment here how he hasn't killed anybody since he was on the island, and he killed he killed the boar or killed animals, but he won't kill anymore. He hasn't killed since then, and that that kind of plays a big part in this because you have this other archer who's killing these certain old people, which you have no idea why he's trying to figure out what's happening and nothing is being put together. And then after you have that, the slasher, you know, you think the slasher is killed. The last page of the first issue shows someone else about to kill another woman. Like the slasher, I guess maybe the slasher was Seattle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, slasher was Seattle. I mean like the slasher was Seattle itself, like the criminal part of Seattle, what they were maybe that's what they're going for as a metaphor. Mm, I don't know. I think I think this was a copycat. Okay. I think this was the copycat because I believe there was a copycat for the slasher. God, it it's a confusing comic. Like we both so read the it not first, long yeah, ago. The first issue is a little hard to follow. It's the it's the second issue where it starts off with not even talking about Green Arrow, they're talking about some kid in Japan and showing panels of a spider and old people teaching this kid how to shoot. It, it's very off. Like you kept you kept you see the corporation guys talking back and forth about somebody being killed and. They kind of know what's going on. You see another guy die, and then you keep having the, where it just keeps going back and forth with this kid being taught how to shoot. And it, it's it's interesting because it doesn't make any sense to you at first. Like you don't know what the hell's going on in this comic. No, it, it is it is well written. Another overarching thing of it is that it is very well written. It definitely I think, grabbed me. I think it had multiple feints in it to like put you one way, and then it'll like the slasher was a feint at the beginning to hook you in. Yeah. You think that that's the story, and then it pulls you in with the Black Arrow lady, the Shadow. Shadow I guess is her name. You Shadow. don't find out right away, but yeah, it's Shadow. No, it, it, yeah, it's it's Shadow, and after that, the story is really interesting. I, I, I'd say that second and third issue are definitely where the meat's at. Yeah, I also like how you have Oliver in the police station talking to a detective and he's talking about the black arrow and everything. And I like how the guy's like, you're not from here. We don't really like, I'm talking to you, but we don't like, you. <laughs> like, I like that. Yeah. I, I like how they're like, get the fuck out of my investigation. Get the fuck out of here. We don't want nothing to do. You know, like, I don't need you. Like I, I, I enjoy that. Cause it shows like a lot of times you see certain superheroes like Batman, you know, he's been with the, he's been with the city forever. They know him, they work with him. 
And here they don't want they don't want nothing to do with Green Arrow. They know who he is, but he's not from Seattle. This is his first time in here. Yeah. Oh, uh, so do you know why in certain panels, like while he's still talking to someone, it's like basically drawn with charcoal? Like there's no color to it. That was that was weird to me. Oh yeah. Maybe because it's prestige in quotations. I I don't know. I'm not I guess as accurate as I should in that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a little off-putting. Like, I forgot about... I didn't even pay attention to that, but now that you mention it, you're right. It does. You can tell it's a different type of drawing, and it does look like yeah. charcoal or something. Yeah, it's like... I don't understand it. Like, it's... it's Again, the artwork is fantastic. It's colorful. I just don't get why they used, it was basically just a pencil drawing when everything else is colored. I don't know why either. I mean, I, I got nothing. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. It was the 80s. I, I try not to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard to say. But it is something that didn't really stand out to me. I do like it when he when he leaves the cop when he leaves the detective's room and the one cop that walks over, he's like, Yeah, he's kinda cute in a weird sort of way. She's <laughs> checking him out. Like I, I like that. That that amused me. And then it gets really strange. Like the part when you have like the footprints of like dancing that reminded me when I was in elementary school and we had a dance class. And then you have these two old women that are looking at the shoes and then all of a sudden like somebody was gonna try to rob Yeah, the guy tries to rob him or something and he breaks the guy's finger. It was just a weird little scene. That's what that was? Okay, I just thought that was, like, I had no idea what the shoe prints were. I thought that yeah, was, like, Yeah, no, they're, they're an old thing. They're not something you would see, but they're to, they're to show you how to dance and where to step, and they have numbers on them. It's something that I only know because when I went to elementary school, I went to an elementary school of the arts, so we had a dance class, so they taught us oh. stuff like that. Otherwise, it would mean nothing. Like, now that I realize, yeah, the only, that's the only reason I know what it is. Interesting. Yeah, it's not a normal thing. Not something that we would know in, in 2020, but in maybe 1987 would have been more. I mean, again, there are two older characters that see it. Yeah, they, yeah, they're definitely like in their 60s. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Did, you, you made me think of something that I thought was normal, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> not as normal as I was. No, thinking. they taught us ballroom dancing in grade school. It was just taught. There was nothing like on the floor. They could sit in the gym class from the gym room. And it's something that you don't. You don't. I don't. So I don't know if this is like an 80s thing. Uh, do they often commit robberies with a boombox? <laughs> I mean, hey, in the Ninja Turtles movie that came out around the, in 1990, they had boomboxes. I, I don't know. That, I, I thought that movie wasn't talked about. <laughs> first movie's great. Third movie's bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually did an episode on the first movie a long time ago on the show. But it, I don't know. Like, I Maybe it was a thing in the 80s to have a boombox. Uh, I feel like a lot of like movies that would have, like, you know, the criminal element would have had a boombox, like the gangster. Because someone's got to be, you know, all hip and playing the boombox over his shoulder. So I, I, I feel like I remember like boomboxes in like Super Friends. I can't remember. I mean, that, again, that, I yeah, that's that's going back to my childhood when I was like four, and like they're just things that I might have remembered. <laughs> yeah, boomboxes. I, I mean, just, that's something that you don't even like. You know, the average person might who listen to the podcast might be like, "What the hell is a boombox?" Because that's just an older thing. I mean, I remember them when I was a kid, but they're gone now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you can buy a, a vintage boombox made in Korea for $2,200 on eBay right now if you want. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm going to stick to the $30 bass-boosted Bluetooth speaker I have. <laughs> yeah, it, as much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, you know, technology has changed so much. But, yeah, there's a bunch. A 1987 vintage like that one that we would see in this comic right now is about $1,200. Jesus. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anyone's buying them, but I'm just looking at a bunch of them are like 300, you know, a bunch of them are high up there. Yeah. Yeah, vintage, you know, vintage. Well, something from the 80s. I wouldn't want something from the 80s. Like, no, no, just get me something new. We don't want to go this old. But, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I associate, I can associate with the criminal element in a way because I remember that time. 
but it's something that if you're younger, it might not make as much sense. So I just noticed something. Yes. The castle that they live in is a floral shop. Oh. The flower shop. I didn't. I don't remember that. Or I didn't. It didn't click. So apparently, see, I just don't. The castle is so it, out of place. It doesn't belong. I mean, it's just <laughs> something that's there that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, why does he have a? Ca- why is he living in a castle? But I guess he's rich, so he can afford to. Uh, that's just I a mean, weird thing that I'm sticking on that I shouldn't be sticking on. We'll move past the castle house. <laughs> it's okay. I, I was a little curious too when I first saw the castle, but it didn't it didn't stick with me. I do like when he comes back home and he just finds a letter from Black Canary. And again, I mean, you have a naked you actually have a naked Oliver standing there by the mirror, and he and he and he goes to bed. You know, she he she's alone, she's not there, and it talks about where she has went off to be like an undercover and investigate, or she has a lead to investigate what's going on. I think with maybe not the Seattle slasher, I think or I can't remember who, what she. It was doing. like a drug. Or is it just some drug thing? Yeah, it was like a drug shipment. Okay, I know it. I know it has to do with the old men that we've been talking about. Off yeah, it, it had to do with their drug shipment or something, but they didn't know it was them. Okay, and did you? It was notice, one of those. Like, it was one of those. She's working on a case, and he's working on a case, and then it meets oh. up in the middle serendipitously. <laughs> uh, serendipity, good movie, by the way. <laughs> I, I do. I didn't notice this before, but the car he's driving, the floral car, is a green car. That's of course. Oh, yeah. It is. It's also like a car from the 60s. Oh, no, it's from the 60s. That's older that, than that. Is it? Okay. That's like a 40s or 30s car. Easy. Easy, probably 40s. 40s? So, what? I'm not the best car guy, so I could be wrong. Someone out there might be screaming at me if they know this book, but that's definitely not. That's definitely an older car. Yeah. I, I'd say, yeah, 40s or 50s. It. I guess it's out of place now. It wouldn't be as out of place in the 40s. Not in the 80s. Yeah, or in the not, 80s, yeah. Not with someone who's rich who could afford and keep up something like that. Because when people, I'm not a car guy, but people have told me the older cars were easier to fix because they're just mechanical. They're not computerized. So you could just yeah. fix them yourself if you know what you were doing. Yeah, you don't need 18,000 different bolts mm-hmm. to fix something like they do now. It's all the same bolt. I, I do like how he's like paying attention to what she's doing. You know, he's kind of following her, but then he leaves like, oh, she'll be pissed at me if she, if she realizes I'm following her. And then that's when he, he starts to put the place, put together that. The killings are not random. That these people are getting killed. Something's connecting them. Even though earlier when you talked to the detective, they can't. They're like, yeah, there's nothing that we can't find anything in common. He's like, something's wrong here. And I like it where you have the scene where it's bouncing back and forth. He climbs on a roof, and this is when he first meets uh, Shadow or Shadow, whatever her name is. Again, it's like these characters are very human. Like he tries to shoot her, and something happens, and he ends up deflecting the arrow, and his arrow gets fucked up. His bow gets broken, and he tries to hit her with the with his bow and gets his ass beat. Yeah, that was something like I don't understand how his bow broke. <laughs> I think she shot the string. Did she? I don't think she did. I, I think his bow just broke. <laughs> or did she? Oh, she did shoot the string. Jeez, she did shoot yeah. the string. She has like a special arrow just for shooting strings. <laughs> Is that what it says? No, like you can see oh. it. Like it's like a it's like a hook or like a horseshoe arrow that I'm assuming oh. is like sharpened on the inside to like catch a string. Hmm. Okay. On the I'm flipping through the panels 24th right now. 24th page. When they're fighting on the roof. It's 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 a strange book. Okay, I, I I see what you mean now. That's cool though. I didn't catch that before. And yeah, I didn't either. Time, I, was, I was wondering how he got <laughs> he lost his broke his string. Because she doesn't want to kill him. She doesn't wanna 
she's just trying to stop him because the target is this. And off and on, you see this guy reading the paper, yelling about something. And that's her real target this whole time. It's just this random guy. And she guts him with an arrow. And it's it's kind of badass as it goes back and forth. And I, I do I do like seeing my superhero sometimes get beat up. I mean, I'm not certain ones I don't like. But this one, I'm okay with the fact that Green Arrow is, he's older. He's not, you know, he's a 43-year-old with no, with no power. He's and in he's, good shape, but he's still 43 years old. Yeah, he's still not, not in his prime. Yeah, and then again, you have him laying in a bathtub because he's all beat up thinking about what happened. And something, and that's when he sees on the, on the news that the guy that Dinah, Di, it's Dinah, right? Yeah. Dinah? Dinah was with, and then he realized, oh shit, she's in trouble. And hey, for all those people that bought that black label Batman book, because you saw Naked Batman, here's Naked Oliver. You don't see anything, but there's Naked <laughs> Oliver. So, eh, that, that's interesting. Like, he goes to the bar where she's at, but he doesn't go in his costume. He just goes as himself with a leather jacket on, sunglasses on. I like it where he's like, I'm looking for a guy. And he's like, and the bartender's, you're in the wrong neighborhood, Petunia. I mean, and not a joke that would work in 2020. Because we're we're past that, we don't. But it's interesting to me, like, because again, this is 1980s, where something like that would have been normal and okay, and people wouldn't be like, "Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that, buddy." But you know, different time. But at least it's a very throwaway line, like it's just right there, mm-hmm. and then he starts like almost beating the shit out of the guy to get the information he wants. Yeah, he, he takes his coke, and I so I I was expecting him to like break the glass in the coke and like be like, "Tell me what I want to know." Or you're going to be sniffing it like with the broken glass and everything. <laughs> I thought I thought that would have been like maybe maybe that was too far even for the eighties. Maybe maybe that's just my deranged mind. Uh, I mean, it's possible because I mean, if you watch a lot of dark documentaries and stuff like that, I mean, Coke is really freaking powerful. So I mean, they didn't do that in here, but I mean, still, I'm probably just showing a Coke glass and going through all this would have been pretty because the comic code. What do you remember? What year the comic code goes away? I don't. I. I have been seeing the comic code recently because I've been looking at older stuff. I don't even know. I I don't. This is I'll be, this is the oldest comic I've read. Oh yeah, I haven't read any of the original stuff. The furthest back before this I've gone is it, it came out in nineteen fifty two thousand ten. Okay, so yeah, I, I I really had you throw back, huh? Yeah, like, like this is this is the oldest comic I've read, and I I do find a lot of this fascinating. Um. Not all old comics are easy to go back to. Like if you try, I tried to read the original Avengers stuff a long time ago. Fuck no, don't do that. No, well, don't I've, do that. I've I've been like so on DC on the DC Universe app. Like they'll have the new stuff that comes out in their rotation, and then they'll be putting out like Detective Comics four hundred from like the fifties. And I'll try like every now and then I'll be like, eh, this looks interesting. I'll try and read through that. I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, yeah. oh the the art makes my head hurt. The lettering is awful. Batman sounds like a clown. It's just a different time. I mean, comics were written very like during the fifties, and so very you know just expendable. You know, you know something that someone paid twenty cents for, ten cents, yeah. and they just throw it away after they read it. I mean, so comics are changing by this time. But like in in the nineteen eighties, I think they realized like this comic is not for kids. This is a very no. very dark comic, and we haven't even gotten to the really dark part yet. We're about to. Uh, I I had heard about this comic because of like I when I was reading about it, and they had mentioned there was a torture scene. I'm like, okay, you have my interest. And I thought it was Green Arrow that got his ass beaten, tortured. I'm like, okay. And as I'm reading this, you have a part where after he after the coke thing, he goes and he ends up going to some dock and you know he's dressed up in his outfit and he takes out a guard and he takes out a dog too or the dog gets drowned they don't show it i think the dog gets drowned maybe i'm wrong so he shoots a day shoots a dog and arrow yeah 
which again is kind of like he saves the person, but he kills the dog. I mean, you don't have a choice, but it's like okay. The Comic Authority Code, nineteen fifty four, and they didn't go away to like two thousand. It looks like because I have so at uh, the comic book shop we go to, uh, me and Adam, one of our co-hosts, um, or one of my co-hosts. On Wednesdays, which is when we go in, they have free, they have like 50 cent comics, and you get three free on Wednesdays. I picked up a Huntress from, God, I keep trying to find, I hate when comics don't put the year. This is 89. Okay, so that's 89. And I got a, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find this. No, it's like, I forget, the comic code kind of goes away a little bit, but I mean, it was a thing that was out because, you know, comics are going to terrorize, change the youth, and they're going to start killing people because it was comics fault. Because we were human race was never violent before comics or video games, you know. I also got a 50th anniversary of Green Arrow, surprisingly. What I picked is? up. Yeah, yeah, it has a lot, it has similar art style to this. Hmm. Yeah, I picked that up at the comic shop for free. <laughs> That's the right way to read Green Arrow. Free. For free. <laughs> I'm not a big Green Arrow fan. I just, I only reason I even did this book was just because I, 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 I heard good things about it. it so this this book is from '91. It has an ad with Bill Cosby in it. <laughs> well, that's a little dated there. Yep. God, oh, old comics. Just the paper, like the paper in old comics. Oh yeah. It's okay. Got, I have a few on my on my wall. But so, oh god, I lost my. Where was I? Sorry, I took you off on so, about... Nah, welcome to Games My Mom Found. We do tangents too. So, I mean, kind of like they do a little bit more history about what's going on with Shadow. And I think this might be the first thing they give you her name, or maybe they give it, I don't remember if they give it to you earlier, but I do see it in here in a panel where it says where it says her name and it talks about her backstory with the tattoo and how her father kind of sold her the Yakuza, I want to say. And that's why she's tattooed because they owe a debt. Was that her father? Is that who trained her? Her father? No, I think I, her father trained no, her. Her father didn't train her, but her father got murdered and i think then she got taken and sold Is it, i know that's explained in the third book okay we'll get there but yeah one of the panels that really hits me hard is you you get to this part you have these two guys in the warehouse and they're talking mixing chemicals and they're talking about the coke coming and and the one guy's like finished with your new toy yet nah it's better if you make them last cripes of what a waste good looking broad and, and you see legs with this blood dripping down them in a big pool of blood when the guy walks like hello sweetheart did you miss me and i mean it just gets really fucking dark yeah. really fast and he's just interrogating her and i mean this wouldn't have been allowed in probably a regular dc comic at the time but you see dinah land she got one black eye her shirt's pretty much all ripped off you have blood just dripping down her neck and he's about to kill her and she just looks like she's been cut to pieces and just you know fucked up really bad i mean it's it's a pretty fucked up and he's about to he's about to slit her neck too when he gets shot with an arrow this confused me at first, because at first when I saw this, I thought it was Shado, because they show Shado aiming an arrow, too, but I think it's actually Green Arrow that kills him. Maybe I'm wrong. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, actually, it's Green Arrow. It? Yeah, because you flip through the pages, um, the arrow sticking out of him is a green feather. Shado uses black feathers. Is it a Green Arrow? I'm looking for a green... Yeah, keep flipping. Page 44. <laughs> he kills him. Well, it just guts him. Or doesn't gut him, but he just kills him. And the other guy just lit on fire by his own fault. But yeah, he kills the guy that was torturing her. Huh. Yeah, and, and they talk about earlier how he hasn't killed oh, anybody. Oh, wow, he did. Okay. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I, I didn't catch that either, but I was like, wait a second. There's I, thought, I thought Shadow killed him. Yeah, no, it's him. And he even says he hasn't killed anyone in years, and he kills this guy. Which makes sense. I mean, his girlfriend is just about to be murdered and been tortured. So he's like, fuck you. <laughs> You're done. It's over with. Well, okay. And then 
I like the expression on his face, though. The guy, like, he sees the arrow through him, just looking down at the arrow that just went through his heart. Oh, yeah, no, oh, I'd be shocked, too. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. This I feel like that's not something you accept well. <laughs> Probably not. It, it's cool, the because they that's the whole reason they do that whole scene earlier where he's talking about how I, I don't kill anyone, I don't murder anyone, and when he sees her, you know, almost killed, he's, man, that, there goes, that goes out the window, like, we're done. And so that scene makes the first issue make a lot more sense. Yes, it's all foreshadowing. And then you see a guy get shot through the eye, and that's who has a gun who's trying to kill Oliver. That was another one of those shape. scenes that I'm like, wow, that's brutal. Oh, yeah. Even by today's standards, that's very brutal. <laughs> it's, like I said, this is a very brutal comic. And, you, yeah. and then when you first, like, you don't even know if Dinah's gonna, Dina's going to live at first, because this is something that's outside of DC continuality, so they can do what they want. And you have Oliver, where she's holding Oliver, she's like, I'm sorry, I missed your birthday. And you don't know if she's going to survive this. You have no idea. Because, I mean, my first thing when I saw it was like, oh, fuck, are they going to kill her? Because they can. I mean, it's, it's, it's out of control. It's a one shot, yeah. So you it's can out of canon, they can kill her. I mean, spoiler alert, they don't, but it's, it's a badass book. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a heartfelt moment, too. And when they kind of, and it's the third issue when they talk about where he starts, you know, he starts talking about how he killed him because he was trying to save her and he killed the man. He hasn't killed anyone. I don't think he's killed anyone before. He hasn't killed anyone in a long time. So and I it, thought that when he hadn't, when they were talking about him not killing someone, I thought they were talking about the guy that got lit on fire. Nope. That was that. Well, that guy got lit on fire because he shot him in the leg with an arrow and the guy shoots chemicals and lights himself on fire. Yeah. That, well, that actually, uh, his fault. I mean, killed himself then, I guess, in a way. I mean, yes, yeah. he wouldn't have shot if he didn't get shot in the leg, but, I mean, he's able to, he's not, he's not upset with that one. He's upset with the one where he shot the guy through the heart. Like, it shows him, you know, having to battle what happened, and you see where, you know, the guy's being demonized, and he's seen a dragon, and he's he's fighting with him, himself for what happened as she's mm-hmm. laying in, in a hospital bed dying. It's very, it's very deep and dark. And one thing that's always, it's interesting to me about in this comic too is Oliver has no mask. He just has green eyeshadow under around his eye. Like that's it. Like there's no mask. Like you. Can, oh, jeez, that is just. I thought that was a domino mask. No, there's nothing. There's no mask at all in this one. He just has eyeshadow. Huh. This entire time I thought that was a domino mask. Huh. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. I mean that's what he does later on in the comics, or I think in majority of the comics. But yeah, in this, there's really no disguise. And with someone being rich and famous, I feel like people would recognize you. But maybe maybe, he's, maybe since this is a one shot, he's not as rich and famous. I think it, they mentioned something about him losing his corporation at the oh, beginning. I didn't catch that. Did, did Merlin take it? I don't know. They don't. It's a one <laughs> shot, so they don't. Making a joke. That's one of those things. Who knows? Because, because it is that one shot. No, Deathstroke took it. Was that what it was in season two? Arrow. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I just I vague, I just remember because Summer Glow was in that season. Oh right, I forgot about her. Yeah, I don't, yeah that's the only reason I remember so, that. When I started when I started doing my first my arrow my recent arrow run, I basically just skipped the first three seasons because I remembered enough of them from when I originally watched them. You can skip one, you can skip three, but two is good. Yes, I, well I love Deathstroke. Yeah, Deathstroke's great in that. I need to read a Deathstroke comic now. He's mm. he is fantastic. I'm about to read you this contract someday. But oh, of that. this contract is very good. <laughs> I, I do like how they find something in the fire that kind of leads them to an about the arrowhead that leads them to another idea. And he kind of like you see him investigating where he goes to a tattoo shop. He's sewing the tattoo, talking about the Yakuza and talking about the archer. And that kind of puts him more on the track of what's happening. And then again, you have panel after panel 
of these random old guys in the same room bitching at each other about the shipment, which One is cocaine. One of the things I really liked about it was that you have in the center, you have the air, what, what Oliver Queen's doing, what the old guys are doing, the main story, and off like on side panels as if it's a different story. You have yeah. Shadow's backstory. It's, I love that. That's something that I wish was done more often because it it's really done, well done, and it's not confusing. It's very good, and I I completely forgotten like at later in this book he drives off to some random mountain for something. I completely forgot about that, but then I realized it's because Shadow knew where this drug mm-hmm. thing meeting was going to go on, and she gives him a clue to have him meet her there. She doesn't tell him that, but she gives him a clue, and that's when they finally meet again, and they. I think they talk about their backstory or something and where she says how the men she's hunting were the men that killed her father because her father was a, a Yakuza that came over here during World War Two or something like that. I want to yeah. say it was her backstory in this. So, yeah, her father came over before World War Two, just before with two million in gold. Oh, and he then, to sell, right? That, well, he was going to use it to, like, start up Yakuza operations in the U.S. OK. And then... The prison guards, which is the old guys, find out found out about it because they were OSS. And then they can't get it from him. And then they track him down later after the war. They're CIA now, and they interrogate him. They beat his wife. They threaten his daughter. And then they that's, he finally gives it up. Okay, that's what it was. And so one of the <laughs> this this thing this this issue references um, Iran Contra like <laughs> so many times. That's another thing that. I really find interesting now about the the fact that this is a comic from 40 years ago. <laughs> or th- I guess it would be closer to 30. This is like recent politics for that time. I don't like having politics in my comic books right now. Like my recent stuff, I don't like having it out. But it makes me wonder, what are what's someone my age, 20 years down the line, going to think about comics written now? Are they going to appreciate like the references? Or are they even going to understand the references? I mean, I feel like the Iran-Contra thing is something that some people younger might have no idea what the hell it is. I'm a history nerd. That's the only reason I know what Iran-Contra is. It's not talked about anymore. If I were to ask Adam, he wouldn't know what Iran-Contra was. (laughs) If I were to ask half of my friends, they wouldn't know Iran-Contra. I mean, to me, it's normal, but I know it's not. Like, it's not something that the average person is going to know anymore. No, no. It's just because I, I, like, same with you, I love history. I also, I also wonder if... Like, someone reading now is going to understand what Texaco is. <laughs> because that's the map. The map is from a Texaco station. <laughs> uh, probably not. They're not around anymore, are they? No, no. They went out of business a long, like, in the 90s, I think. I think they oh, okay. I know books. who they are, oh. but I, I didn't even think anything about it. Like, oh, Texaco. Okay. Like, it didn't even, didn't even yeah. you know, dawn on me that they don't exist anymore. Oh, do they exist anymore? No, they are now, they're now owned by Chevron. So. Okay. I mean, I, I, again, that's that's the thing that I I didn't even know I loved about old comics. I love the references to like a time long past, which is you know the eighties, which is going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah, it's forty the, years as ago. A, as this twenty year old fuck nugget is talking about the eighties and a time long past. Hey, I I was born like a month after this comic came out, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> But I, I, the snow part was a little off-putting to me at first, like because he meets up with Shadow, you have a helicopter fly by, and I was a little confused at first what's happening. But you have a drug deal going on where they they're meeting to trade coke for money or something like that. Yeah, that's it's that's the Contra reference. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, because the guy is CIA, and he is trying to get so basically oh. 
the old guys that Shadow's hunting are drug dealers now because after they took her father's money, they become drug dealers and drug suppliers. And the CIA guy is giving money, giving money, laundered money. What's he doing? He's giving laundered <laughs> he money. So it's laundered I, money. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember how Contra worked. The drug dealers gave the laundered money to the CIA guy because they bought the cocaine. And that's clean money that the CIA can now give to the Contras in Nicaragua because the money was actually perceived from selling weapons to Iran. But that's how I remember it correctly. Yeah, I want to say you're right. It's been a long damn time. And, it's, and I... they're basically just recreating Iran-Contra through this, except with Green Arrow. <laughs> it's not something that many people probably, many podcasts are probably, ta- you know, comic book, video game podcasts are talking about Iran-Contra, but... <laughs> Bringing back memories. I, <laughs> this is this is what happens with me. I end up going off in random ass. I'm okay. That. It makes more sense. It makes the comic make a little more sense. What's happening? Because I didn't remember that completely, and now I'm more educated. But I, I do like the scene where Shadow's about to kill somebody, and you see an arrow pass right by her from Green Arrow, and he's killing a sniper who was about to kill somebody. Probably, I think it was going to kill. I think it was aimed at Shadow because that oh, was okay. the that was the CIA guys. Uh, look out for this meeting. Mm. Okay, I, I read this a week ago, and I I, I meant uh, it. Re- I can't. Remember. The only reason I know this is because I finished this two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. At least someone read it real recently. But it, it, I like this. Like I like where you have them getting gunned at Shadow and Green Arrow, and they're just putting arrows for people. But they're they're kind of get. I mean, they're they're on their own. Like it's cool to see where he almost gets hit by the helicopter, and they, and they think he's dead, and they're like, "Oh, go find his body," and he's in the fucking tree. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And the first thing they say, "Oh shit!" When they just look at him and see him, and he just shoots an arrow at him and kills, and the helicopter blows up. I I love that. And then you find the guy who's been in charge of all this the whole time, the the drug smuggler. He just dumping the cocaine. That's Mister CIA. Oh, he's just like, what cocaine? And he dumps it into the snow. He's like, yeah. I don't have any cocaine. <laughs> so, the, the, I'm gonna, I'm going to save my grievances for after we're done reviewing the comic. I have one grievance okay. about this. Okay, we can get there in shelfer box. Which we're not too far away from. We're almost done with the comic. But I like it. And, and he takes the money. The guy's like, yeah, the money's clean. Here you go. I have the money. But don't let the IRS find you. <laughs> and he just walks off. And that's it. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the end of this part. And and the guy, the CIA guy survives. And, and then it goes back to Seattle with the with that same room you've been seeing page after page after page in this book with the old guy talking about the drug smuggling and how the business won't end. This is when they talk about what we had already said, where they beat up the Yakuza guy. And as Green Arrow's talking to him and they're playing and they have like a chessboard, he gets shot by Shadow and she just kills him once and for all. Because he was about to kill Green. He was about to shoot Green Arrow because he had a gun yeah. hidden in the chest, hidden in the and door. Then, and then you just have, I like how he waves at Shadow. Oh. Like, <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, he's like, oh, thanks, thanks. You saved my life. I, I did like how his name is Osborne. That was kind of like, I'm like, wait a second, wrong. This ain't Marvel. That that was actually, actually happened to me. <laughs> it amused me. That and. Like I saw Osborne, and I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? Wait, wrong comic. Yeah, I'm like, this ain't this ain't Norman. What are yeah. you doing here? But I, it it felt like a reference to that because I want to say Mike Grell. I don't know if I mentioned him. He's the he was the he did the art for this book. I want to say maybe he worked on Marvel Comics too. He's a he died uh, recently. He uh, I think right. The, the, Am I wrong? No, Mike Grell didn't die. Never mind. He's still alive. Going back to that uh, free issue 50th anniversary, I got. He also wrote this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Mark Rell wrote this. I wonder if... I was thinking of Glenn Ween. Glenn Ween died, I want to say. 
And I, and I think that's who I thought had something to do with this book. I also might be pronouncing his name completely wrong. <laughs> I just know some comic book guy named Glenn something who passed away. I listen to a comic book podcast, a comic conspiracy, and that's and that's how I get most of my comic knowledge. I don't read a lot of comics, but it's not well, getting I, me anywhere. I I do so. If, <laughs> I read too many, so. but it would have been before 2010, so before your okay. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah I can't. Figure uh, it. it doesn't matter. Okay, so and yeah. the way this book ends is kind of it's kind of cool too, where you have Oliver goes to the emergency room where she's still in the hospital, of course, because you know they almost killed her, and he just you know he falls asleep and. You know, that's when she talks about, you know, getting revenge. He's like, Two, it's done. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how she's like, you want to talk about it? Someday, maybe. Like, I mean, again, the, the trauma of just killing, of kill, you know, he only killed one person. But still, like, everything he just went through, he's like, no, we, you know. It makes sense. Like, he's suffering from what happened. But I like where he's like, I got a, the last page you see of this book, I got a hell of a raise today. And he picks up the duffel bag full of money. Yep. <laughs> like, it's kind of interesting. Like it isn't, you know, like in some comic books, some heroes, they would have gave that money back. He's like, yeah, fuck it. I, you know, and it's also cool because I didn't catch that. He's poor in this comic. Like he doesn't have his business anymore in this company. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Very interesting. All, all in all, I thought it was very entertaining. It was a good comic. Nothing, issue. nothing I would have sought out to read, but now that I've read it, I enjoyed it. I really want to own this now. I don't go to comic book store much anymore, and I used to. I only go to conventions, but <laughs> I don't know what those are right now. <laughs> it's 2020 when we're recording this, but someday I'm gonna I'm gonna look for these books because I would love to have to have this. I, series. I really do like the the covers were good. Everything about like the art. I my favorite thing about these books is definitely the art. Yeah, they're not. Oh you know, yeah, the covers we haven't talked about, but the covers are are really good, like painting looking drawings on them. Mm-hmm. And it's not very expensive. It's only like 10 bucks on eBay for all three issues somebody's selling them. Really? Yeah, so it's not... I just want to see if, it, if it's the same size as a regular comic book. That's my big curiosity right now. But yeah, I, I, I definitely do. want these. That is a good question. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to track these down someday. Okay. Um, anything last thing to say about the book before we go to Shelfer Box? No. Okay. Let's, let's go to Shelfer Box. And since I'm... I'll start. Kind of give you... This is your first time being here. So... When I came, I'm, as I said before, I'm not a big Green Arrow fan. I just watched the show, but I, I wanted to bring Green Arrow onto the, sh- onto the show. So I was looking, okay, what are some arcs for Green Arrow? And this is the one that kept popping out to me that people are like, this is what you need to read. This is one of the, one of his better stories. I'm like, it's three issues. I'm like, okay, this will work perfect for a short episode. And it, it really grabbed me. I wasn't expecting it to be as dull and violent as it is, even though I knew there was a torture scene. It still didn't. It threw me for, an, it threw me for a loop. And, I, and I'm really glad that I did finally read this. And it, it's definitely going on, on the shelf. And if it's something that you like Green Arrow or if you're curious about Green Arrow, you don't need to know anything about the character. You can just read these three books and you'll be just fine. And you'll maybe enjoy yourself. Yeah. Again, you, like, again like I said, I never would have gone out to look for these comics. <laughs> um, yeah, there isn't a world where I would be like, I'm going to find this random ass Green Arrow comic from the late 80s. But now, now that I've read it, it doesn't. It makes me want to read the bat, the Dark Knight Returns. It makes me want to read some of the older, grittier stuff. You from need the 80s if, and 90s. If you never read Dark Knight Returns, you need to read it. But if you were interested, I know how best. I know the perfect way to set it up in the future. Okay. So, if you're interested, <laughs> give me about a month, and then I I can <laughs> I need a little bit of time. But yeah, I'd be up for it. If you want your first time, you read it to be on air. <laughs> so. <laughs> That, that would, I, I don't know. I don't, 
I didn't even I wasn't even really fully aware that they made comics this gritty back then. Not I, I guess I guess there's always been a desire for like the black label esque style of comics. There's always going to be the stuff meant for kids. There's always going to be the stuff meant for the mainstream, and then there is going to be that small contingent of people who want something that's brutal. And this does a good job with it. It really does. Uh, the the scene with the the guy with taking the arrow in the eye that I wasn't expecting that level of graphic and brutality. I wasn't either. It threw me for a loop. So, but yeah, other than that, good comic. Um, the 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 only grievance I had was that him taking the money at the end. That was <laughs> that was you? my like. Just was that is that really? Would he would he do that? I don't know enough about early Green Arrow to know if that is something he would do. Maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. He, Who knows? He's Robin Hood. Yeah, and he, like you said, he is poor now. So I guess it isn't as crazy. And it's just drug money. That's true. I mean, not like you can give it back to anybody. That is true. And like the agent basically gave it to him. Yeah, he's like, fuck. Because again, if you, for those like we were kind of talking about, like Ryan Contra, I mean, that stuff went on all the time where they were, I mean, if you watch the show Narco, there's a there's a scene where you have a CIA agent, a, agent talking to someone, being like, hey, you do this for me. We'll let you deliver your drugs quietly. We don't care. Just deliver this here to this country to help the guerrillas keep fighting yeah. against communism. Because again, I mean, there was that time where everything was against communism, real communism, not fake communism, where, you know, people are wearing masks and they're communists because they're wearing a mask. But, you know. <laughs> Hopefully, by the time you hear this, that has gotten a lot better. So, uh, I, I know I irritated somebody right now, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, and this is also rated by CBR as the number one Arrow story to read. Really? That's why it's on hmm. this show. <laughs> oh, and you didn't say, would you put this on the shelf or in the box? Shelf being you liked it a lot, box being you're good. I'd say as my first experience reading Green Arrow, if I, if I needed something on my shelf that was like, I got too much Batman. I got too much <laughs> Batgirl. I got too much this. I got too much Red Hood. I need something that's not Bad Family. <laughs> I'd put it in there. I'd put it in there to give it a little bit of variety. I'd put it on the shelf. Okay. You can go with that. If, if I needed something to spice up my day that's not Batman. Hey, I'm I'd sure you up. might recommend this now to somebody. Yeah, again, it's very good. <laughs> Especially if, you, if, if you're... For me, art can make or break a comic. Like, the art style. Um... If it's too cartoony, I, I can't read it. Well, no worry here. Yeah, no, this is, this is, I love the ultra-realistic art. And if someone is really into the ultra-realistic, the real art of a comic, I'd recommend it to them. Same. Especially if you want to read something older. Like, like you said, some older stuff doesn't carry over. Some of it is yeah. a little hard to read. <laughs> so, Not a lot usually carries over too well. Yeah, this carries over really well. I was really surprised myself. Yeah. All right. And before we go to complete, since that's about, I think all we need to say, and I, I don't know the next comic will be because I don't, these are all kind of just kind of happen, but um, Nick, why don't you mention where people can find you at? So that is, uh, I, I can hear Adam yelling at me about how I'm <laughs> doing a horrible job plugging our podcast. So I do a, uh, just a conversational podcast with my two other best friends, Adam and Jeff. Um, we released... Yeah, who was on the show already at this point? Not yet, that? but he will be. Oh, Jeff would have already been on the show in the Alan okay. Wake episode, hopefully. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, so he, Jeff and I are really big into video games. Adam and I are really big into comics. Uh, we don't talk about any of that. <laughs> no, you don't, not really. 
No, we we just talk about random ass shit, stuff we uh, stuff that's like throughout the week or throughout whenever that is pissed us off, and then it just turns into conversational. And we release at every Monday, and you can find us on uh, Twitter at y o u h eight two c i t, and you can find us on Anchor FM slash h eight two c i t. Don't so don't hold me on that uh, that Anchor link because that is one of the things that may be changing. We may be switching off of Anchor, so you can let me know and get me yeah. a link when we post this. Okay, thank you. Be in the show notes. Okay, um, but yeah, you can find us. Find us uh, three absolute idiots uh, getting drunk and talking about whatever. It was a fun time. I, I'm glad you had a fantastic time with us. We had a great time. I've I was so happy to have you on because I just want to talk about comics, and Jeff just doesn't care about comics. And <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. Jeff doesn't care about it. comics, and Adam reads Marvel. So, <laughs> so. I, if I, any chance I can get to talk to someone about DC Comics, I will seize it. Hey, I'll, I'll come on again, and I'm I'm re- re- be reading more DC Comics soon. So, fantastic! I got to read, and there will be a link to his to his podcast in the show notes. And what's it called again? You hate to see it. And <laughs> if I was on, if you were listening to you hate to see it, you'd have to drink. Uh, so, and I should probably drink because I said it. Adam again. Adam's yelling at me somewhere. I've uh, been drinking while we've been recording because I can. Well, fantastic. You're doing a better job at my <laughs> podcast than I am. <laughs> at representing you hate to see it than I am. Yeah, because I, I, I can, because it's nighttime, so I have a, I have two Michelob Golden Lights next to me. I've been drinking while we've been talking. Because <laughs> normally I record during the morning lately, because my other, my normal co-host, he, he can't, he doesn't let, he, he has an early job, so we record usually earlier, so I can't drink since he, this one kind of worked out. But yeah, I can drink tonight. All right, that's enough of random bullshit. <laughs> um, so definitely check out Nick's podcast, where you can see, catch me on one of the in a random episode. I don't know when this. <laughs> uh, you will be probably this. coming out. Yeah, if this is coming out in November, you, you will have already come out. <laughs> yeah, November, so. December. So and if you so definitely check out this check out his podcast. If you like this episode, we do, we have a bunch of comic episodes. We do game episodes every week. We do the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I'm crazy, and there should be a bunch of those out at the time that you're listening to this. So definitely check those out because those are. Those are great. We put a lot of time and love into those. And if you enjoy this podcast, let somebody know. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell anyone. I don't care. It's a great way to support the show is let other people know so more people listen so I can do more with the show eventually. Also want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bulby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney, from his EP, Bite the Bullet. The song is the cool kid squad. So definitely you can see a link to his show notes. You'll see a link to his YouTube channel in the show notes. That's the correct way to say it. All right. I think I've drank too much much beer so far tonight so i'm gonna let you guys go we will see you guys all next week bye everybody <laughs>